podcast. This is our second episode of Sunday Funday. I am with Eric. I miss the old childish Gambino. What's up, Eric? Awaken my love, Will. Awaken my love. I have been awakened. Yeah. By his album. No, you were napping yesterday. That's why we're coming to you on a Monday. <laughs> my bad. My Sunday bad. Fun Day Monday edition. I, I was very tired. Yeah. I needed my, my beauty sleep. Well, it, does, it doesn't show. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now, I was away all weekend uh, visiting my friend who got married. And, uh, yeah, that's why we missed. So, apologies for that. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. You know, he, seem, he seems happy and hopefully they... Best wishes to them. Uh, but we're back, dude. We're back. We're, we are back. Um... We just listened to a little bit of old Charles Gambino to get us pumped up, and Eric is raring to go. Yeah. Um, first things first, Tom Hardy is going to play Venom. Yeah. Who is Venom? Venom is a, a villain in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, so the way I understand it, uh, so Marvel, back when it was like a a fledgling like comic book company, like they they were doing really well in the '60s, '70s, and then they started to like tank mm-hmm. a little bit '80s, '90s, and they sold a lot of their comic book properties to the big studios to make a buck. And they sold Spider-Man to Sony. In addition, they also sold the X-Men to 20th Century Fox. Um, and as part per terms of this deal, like Sony has to make so many Spider-Man movies. Otherwise, the rights revert back to Marvel. Oh, interesting. And so, like, this upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming is actually co-produced by Marvel. So, they got a little bit of, like, creative, mm. uh, like, a little bit of the creative back. Gotcha. Uh, but Sony still owns owns Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so, a part, as part of this deal, they have to continue to make movies in the Spidey universe, which really? is why you get movies with Venom oh my as the main character. So, and the, the, yeah, so the big news for us this week is that Tom Hardy is playing Venom. So is this going to be a Venom spinoff movie, or is it going to be another Spider-Man with him as like the? No, I think this is going to be like like the main character is going to be Venom. Interesting. And maybe Spider-Man's in it. He probably has to be. Yeah. Um, but your boy Tom Hardy is now entering the comic book universe. So he he's been in it before, right? He was Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. That's true. So. But that, but you wouldn't consider the Dark Knight franchise part of like the, it's like their comic it's own, movie. It's its it's its own class. It, it's like a movie. it's like a there was a beginning, a middle, and an end. I don't like, throw it that into like me. that shit is never coming back, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. he's not playing Bane in yeah. like the Ben Affleck Batman's. Yeah, which yeah. So those films, so, which you were probably happy about, and now and now <laughs> your boy Tom back. Hardy is like unbelievable chasing paychecks. It's I thought okay. Tom Hardy was above this. Bro. I'm actually I, okay wait, with this. I thought Tom Hardy was above it. He's not above anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's willing to do anything and everything. So, Will, so, as a person who hates comic book movies, why are, you, why are you okay with this? Because he is clearly, like, a he's great as a villain. He was great as Bane. Um, and I think this is, like, a different direction for comic book movies, especially if they go in the direction where it's just a Venom movie where he's the main character. That's way cooler than, like, having another Spider-Man movie and having... Him as the villain. You don't like. Although you don't like heroes. Is that what you're saying? You don't like heroes. I never watched that show. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, everybody's doing it nowadays, so it's just like yeah. I become accustomed to it. If you do, if the only people who do it are like the best, right? The best, the A-list actors, like the best of the best. Although 
I think this is a really cool role for Tom Hardy because he does a lot of like eccentric characters, a lot of like off the wall kind of guys. My, you know, minus like his Dunkirk role, who we haven't really seen based on the trailers, but like to compare it, this character seems way more interesting. He's, he's a pilot in those trailers, right? Like, yeah, and he doesn't say. He's anything. in for like, well, yeah, he's in for like a Tom Hardy and now. Tom Hardy's voice are like their own. That's his own, like. Yeah. That's another, like, day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is, really. No, Tom Hardy is, like, one of, like, one of my favorites, I guess. Um, I really think he can do anything, but I really appreciate him choosing, like, these kinds of roles instead of, like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to be Spider-Man. I'm going to be Batman. I want to be, I want to be one of the good guys. But, like, nah, dude. Like, be... Well, are you upset that it's come to this? That Tom Hardy has to be Venom? For him to continue to work. Like, he had that show, Taboo, on FX. I don't know if it's yeah. still around. We never watched I, I've it. I've never seen it. Um, he's always in, like, these interesting movies like Legend or some of these other... Like, Locke was really interesting. Yeah, like, when he's in a car for 90 minutes or mm-hmm. he's playing, like, twin... I don't... They, they're twins, They're right? twins, yeah. Twin um, gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, he has a lot of great roles, but I feel like this Venom role could be interesting. If they do it right, right? If they don't style it up like a like a Spider-Man of the past or like a Justice League or whatever, like a new Batman. If they do it like uh, in the sense of, or in the style of, excuse me, The Dark Knight, that would be really cool. But who knows what they're going to do with that. What's... I'm willing to give this one a chance. Yeah. Because it's, so, it's, it's a different direction. Yeah. It's the, so it's Ruben Fleischer's directing. He directed Zombieland. Um, I don't know if you saw Zombie. I did, yeah. But... I enjoyed it. I mean, for me, like, if Marvel is a part of this, like, I think they're going to get... Yeah. They're... they're, You don't like Marvel. No. Right? But, like, I I think having Marvel a part of it is better than Marvel not being a part of it. Are you sure? Yeah. Why? Because they actually, like, they know and respect... Like, the source material. The work. Yeah. You know? Who who was the other one? It's Sony? Who owns the majority of Sony owns Spider-Man. So, Sony made... I guess Sony made has, has made all the Spider Mans. Yeah. Minus this this new one, the home, Spider-Man Colon Homecoming. Oh my god. That's, yeah, that's, see, that that's is Sony. Trash. But like, so that's Sony and Marvel together making that movie. So which, then they're which doing you this haven't one seen, then. but you haven't seen it. But it's trash. Like but just, you don't know that. It's trash, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's trash. It's home. Throw like, this shit in the garbage and don't ever look don't ever look at it again. Don't ever mention homecoming to me ever again. But you, it's a dance, right? No. Homecoming is a dance. Yeah, for high Home schoolers. Is, yeah. <laughs> we, we actually had a terrible homecoming. Do you remember that homecoming? Oh, yeah. Do I ever? Yeah. Shout out Sarah Megas. <laughs> yeah. And Kitty uh, Phelan. Right. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Don't worry. So. No, they, I bet you. Do they listen? Do you think they listen? Probably. They probably do. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Okay. Next next <laughs> bi- next point of business, Will. Um, the first trailer for Jeanette Wall's The Glass Castle dropped. And we just watched this before we started recording. Uh, I like this. Yeah, it what looks good. You? Yeah. It looks good, I'm in. Um, I don't great, know how in I am, but... They have a great Lumineers song. Yeah. Uh, and I knew it was the Lumineers as did. I listened to you it. You were like, is this the Lumineers? And you knew I knew. Yeah, I knew so, you knew it was the Lumineers. No. I wanted to... It's the opening track to their second album. I can't remember what the song's called, but... Yeah. But so, it, it looks like, to me, it's the story of... And we're... Probably should have read the synopsis on this one, but it, to me, it looks like... Um, it's it's kind of set in two different timelines. There's mm-hmm. like so Brie Larson stars with Woody Harrelson, and there's like a timeline where Woody Harrelson is a younger dad mm-hmm. raising Brie Larson, and there's a timeline where Brie Larson is Brie Larson mm-hmm. and like living in the 
it's not, it's like a, in the eighties, looks like. Yeah. Uh, and like coming to terms with the way her father raised her. Yeah. She's living like a normal life. And as a child, she lived a very like nomadic life with her parents where they would. Yeah. Very drift. hippie. Like yeah. Hippies. Yeah. They would drift from place to place and like not pay rent and he's squat in different places, I guess. Yeah. Um, it seems very interesting. It's, I guess it was a memoir, um, is what the trailer said by Jeanette Lewis, which is, which is kind of interesting. So it's about, uh, Jeanette Walls, baby. Oh, Jeanette Walls, my yeah. bad, my bad. And so she, it's obviously based on a true story. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm in on it. It does seem like a very Oscar Beatty, like uplifting kind of film. But I think, I think obviously Woody Harrelson looks really, really good as well as Brie Larson and Naomi Watts. Um, I will definitely see it at some point. Comes out August 11th. We'll see what the buzz is like. August 11th. That's. Ooh, I imagine really? it's probably like a small release and then it'll go wide. Okay, wider. yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, they do pimp um, Brie Larson as an Oscar winner, Woody Harrelson and Naomi Watts as nominees. Yeah. So This will be Oscar bait for sure. Yeah. They didn't pimp Max Greenfield of New Girl fame, which I'm kind of... Yeah, you know... I don't know if he's an Emmy nominee. Probably should be. <laughs> you don't throw Emmy nominees in Oscar bait. Yes, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Uh, but he looks good in this movie. He, he does. He does. He has like a couple lines. On the great show. hair. He's very waspy. You know, waspy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would. You know, he would be a great villain. He's got that weird look about him. He's. He seems like a nice guy. He does have. He does have a weird kind look. of like. A, He's a very yeah. distinctive face. Who's yeah. Have you guy? seen the? You've seen the Big Short, right? Yeah, yeah. He, that's like the perfect Max Greenfield, yes. world, right? It's yes. like the the douchebag real estate like. I forgot Yo, that was him. Bro, oh, like, man. We sold so many of these dope houses. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We didn't even check their credit score. Yeah, what's up? We print money. Because we're so tight. Yeah. That's a that's, that's a, a great that's one. That's peak Max Greenfield. Yeah. He does play like the douchebag like, guy really well. Yeah. Okay. Well, Max Greenfield, if you're listening, let us be your agents. We'll find you a better role than what you're doing. Yeah. The serious serious business is serious not for Max no, Greenfield. No, for sure not. Um, but I, I like this movie. It has... The trailer is really cool because mm-hmm. it... And so you should all watch it. We'll put a link to this in the show notes. But um, they do a lot of mirroring. Like we talked about this in different movies that we've seen together. Well, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you have like two adjoining like little snippets of scenes in the trailer that are essentially like the same thing, just in two different timelines. Yeah. So you're kind of like able to contrast mm-hmm. like the mood of one against the mood of the other. Yeah. But it's it's like the same actions with the same characters, just mm-hmm. a different time place mood mm-hmm. so i thought that's kind of cool that is very cool yeah. um so it's actually the director of short term 12 who i don't know if you've seen it but it's a very very good film um starring brie larson as well as the dude from the newsroom i can't remember what his name is the main character from the newsroom not jeff daniels but john gallagher yes jr i think that's right yeah um so i, th- I think this might be his most recent film after like that the one. next like the next film so i'm excited for it Let's we'll see how the what the reviews say, but I don't care what the reviews say, man. I'm my own man. I'm oh. gonna watch the movie regardless. My bad. That's what I say about Baywatch, man. I'm gonna watch <laughs> Baywatch no matter what. Oh my goodness, Baywatch um, is so bad. So speaking of Baywatch, let's talk about the box office. Okay, what's the box office? Like? Um, so this week there were three movies in the top five. Well, actually, no. Um, so there were there were th- three large opening movies. Can this Arthur's week. counts. Yeah, what well, fucking Arthur. <laughs> so, um, for the top six. So, this week, uh, Alien Covenant won the box office. Shout um, out, Ridley Scott. Yeah, but of note that our adaptations, uh, we talked about Guardians last week. That came in second place. Third place was Everything Everything um, at $11.7 million, which I think is really good. I, I think the budget was like 10 
Really? Wow. Budget was 10. That movie uh, looked terrible. Minus the marketing. I never saw any trailers for it, but it's apparently an adaptation of like a... Uh, the story just seems really A dumb. YA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was an adaptation. King Arthur came in fifth. Uh, and in sixth was Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Snatched uh, your fourth place. Victor there. For um, based on... Based on box office mojo's weekend actual. What is Snatch? Oh, that's that. Uh, that's the Amy, Amy Schumer, Schumer Goldie Hawn joint film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. Good. That's a good week for uh, films based on books for yeah. the top six. And you know, as a Ridley Scott fan, will Alien Covenant getting first place is good for? It's good for me. You, I guess. It's good for just... You didn't even action. watch it, but... I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I was busy. You, yeah. Well, I guess you were actually busy. I was actually busy. Um, so next week, there are no wide-release adaptations. Um, oh, really? You get three big ones. Pirates 5. Oh I don't goodness. know the actual name of it, because I don't doesn't, care to. Doesn't matter. Um, War Machine, which is the Brad Pitt Netflix oh, yeah. uh, war satire. And mm-hmm. then Baywatch. Oh, the aforementioned Baywatch with uh, People's Sexiest Man... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, I thought you were going to say second. Although I think he's just Dwayne Johnson. The future sexiest man. And people's future sexiest <laughs> man alive. Really, like, the sexiest man, the, like, the least commented on sexiest man alive, yeah, Zac Efron. For sure. Though, I'm kind of out on Zac Efron's, like, what? sexuality. Yeah. I, it's I, been... It's so <laughs> unnatural to me. It's like, he's like an alien. He is he's very so cut. he's he has like zero percent body fat. His face is too angular. Is too angular. His his eyes are like amazing. Yeah, his eyes are great. Uh, but yeah, his I, hair is cool. Yeah, his hair and bear looks cool. And he wears Vans. I mean, that's tight, right? Vans are in right. Vans are tight. There was a meme last year about him. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> so, meme or is it meme? I don't know. It's a meme. Dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I'll watch Baywatch, but I'm in on Zac Efron. I'm in on him. Progressing as an actor and eventually becoming like a serious actor. Uh, I just want him to have one comedy work that I enjoy, and it very could well be this one. He was in a wasn't he in a comedy that was incredible? Let, Let us be your friends or whatever. Or we are your friends. <laughs> That's not a comedy, dude. That was serious. <laughs> it wasn't a comedy. Yeah, it seemed like I a thought comedy. he was in something funny. Was he not? He might not have been. Oh, there's neighbors. Yeah, neighbors. Yeah. You didn't like Dave. neighbors? Uh, not really. Okay. That's that was what I was thinking. Of. Okay, yeah. He's in Neighbors Two: Colon Sorority Rising. What? I knew that's not my head. That's very, that's very sad. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so to continue the Sunday Funday rundown, um, this was a cool bit of news. So Robert Redford uh, is making a movie called The Old Man, not the, the old. It's just called Old Man and the Gun, mm-hmm. um, and it got picked up by Fox Searchlight, so they own its distribution rights. Uh, it also stars Casey Affleck. Um, you know, oh. current Oscar winner, Casey Affleck, wow. among others. Uh, and it's based on a New Yorker article from David Gran uh, of Lost City of Z fame. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you told you were telling me beforehand that you had actually read this before. Yeah, it's from like 2003. It's kind of old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I took a screenwriting class when I went to community college for a year. Shout yeah. out Northern Virginia Community College. Nova. Uh, Annandale campus. <laughs> I call it the Nova year book coming out soon um we read the part of this because he the character robert Redford's playing is like this old <sighs> criminal he's like not like a bank robber right yeah but he does like other crimes too and mm-hmm. uh we read part of this story to like write a script around it he mm-hmm. 
escapes from Alcatraz, and it was like kind of like imagine how you would escape from Alcatraz yeah. in a in a scene. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I saw this was like a thing because mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of this film before, and I yeah. was like, "This is I'm in." So you're, you're in on this? I'm for sure in on this. It sounds kind of cool. It sounds amazing, especially with Robert Redford. Like this, this guy has a storied history of being like these awesome characters. Yeah. And he hasn't really done a whole lot lately because he's very old, but. This is like seems like a very Robert Redford kind of role. Yeah, the last um, hurrah. Yeah, exactly. Last yeah. hurrah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a, maybe a comeback is in the works. People's right? former sexiest man alive, Robert Redford. That's true. And to have Probably. Casey, to have Casey Affleck attached as well is like very bodes very well. It's fine. maybe not for the feminists, but bodes well for film. Uh, Casey Affleck is fine. Okay. Good. Who knows? Who cares? I think he's fine. Um, to keep moving, we're yeah. gonna move on to Jordan Peele, uh, recent filmmaker of the film Get Out. And Bad Robot are bringing Love Country to HBO. Lovecraft Country. What did I? Oh, sorry. Lovecraft Country to HBO. Love Country is what we call your bedroom. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what is this? So this is based on a book, uh, an older book, right? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, no. It's kind of recent. Oh, it is? Okay. It's like 2013. Oh, I thought it was an older one. No. So it's like a sci-fi um, in a political social satire? Or? Yeah, it, I think it, it, well, based on his, like, what you would think of Jordan Peele after watching Get Out, it's it kind of mixes race with, um, like, science fiction and, okay. and fantasy. So uh, it seems to fit his, like, the narrative of what a Jordan Peele, like, joint might be mm-hmm. from here on out. Yeah. I have not seen Get Out. Obviously, the reviews have been incredible. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, eventually, I will see it eventually, but I'm... Definitely intrigued, at least, into what this will become. Um, yeah, you like the... That, I love the show. It's, yeah. I don't think it's going to be... Key and Peele. I don't think it's going to be like Key and Peele. Yeah, it definitely won't be like that. But there, he's obviously... Like out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. He's obviously very funny. He's obviously very talented. Uh, he obviously tells stories in a, in a unique and uh, satisfying way, so... Yeah, looking forward to this. And one. plus, it's on HBO, so... Yeah. Also on HBO... Checks all the boxes. Uh, also on HBO... The Wizard of Lies. Oh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, Bernie Madoff. With all your money. First stop, Bernie'd, then I'm Madoff. Hashtag Thomas Gamer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this came out the 20th? Yeah, last night. Oh, 22nd. Yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Today Sunday. is Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is also based on a book of the same name. Um, I didn't see this one. Did you see this one? No, I didn't. Yeah. I will eventually watch this it. This is kind of cool. It's kind of, I think it's long as like 220, 2 hours and 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, this seems. I've seen the trailers. It looks looks good, um, especially with Robert De Niro, HBO. Um, it seems like I, this is becoming more of a thing, more of like a f- normal thing that where high profile releases films, straight to straight to streaming. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's very useful. Obviously, if they want any like like notoriety in the award ceremonies, they'll need to release it wide. But yeah. maybe they'll just wait on. I guess accolades, or not accolades, but reviews to do that. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Sure. I, haven't, I haven't really seen any reviews for it yet. I'm sure there are some out there. Yeah. But there was a big thing at Cannes this year that they are no longer going to show uh, only Netflix movies. Like, movies that only come out on Netflix at Cannes. So oh, really? They're, like, they're no longer going to do that. They did They did it this year. Was that, like, its own category? Regent? No. They're just, like, they're just, like, movies that are on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Um, they're no longer going to show them. Why? Because they're they want to preserve like the importance of theaters and Ooh, interesting. film and stuff. That's a, um, mm. So I think it was I don't know if it's we, it's like Okja O 
KJA. That trailer just came out as well. Akja, whatever. Yeah. yeah, that got like heavily booed, and really? then the projector fucked up. Uh, language, sorry. We have, we have an explicit rating. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then they tried to replay it, or they like restarted it, and it got booed again. Wow. Um, so, yeah, some negative feelings towards Netflix at Dang. this year. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. So, what's next? Amazon creates their own bestseller list. Now, this was interesting to me. Um, so, obviously, when, you, when you're looking for books, new books to read, what's like the big title that stands out to you? New York Times bestseller list. Right. That's what the main selling point is in like a, a popular novel or whatever. They also have a really good podcast. The New York Review of Books podcast is good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is really interesting because it's different. So it's based on... I have it pulled up here. So they have the most read books based on you know, the Amazon's charts and the most sold books. So most sold is, is more towards the New York Times bestsellers. And the most read is like whatever's most downloaded. It could be, like I'm just looking at the top three right now, The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, The Fix by David Baldacci, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. But then you can also have like... You have like all seven Harry Potters almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like whatever, 20 years later, right? Um, You can have like a short short, uh, novel. It could be a self-published novel. It could be like the Martian, Martians, Andy Weir. That was like on the on their top list for however long. Yeah. Then was bought up by a publishing company. So it's kind of cool. It's uh, I'm not sure how much of, of an impact it will have because obviously you will need to like search for this. You can't advertise it right on a book. That's I, maybe you could advertise it on a book. Yeah, a I heard about store, it on an email. Like really? as a prime customer, I got an email saying like introducing Amazon charts. So I don't know. I don't know what their plan is to distribute it. Like, is it going to be like a weekly thing? Yeah. Uh, where they like email you and say whatever. Like, how are they going to market the Amazon chart? Yeah. Like, how is that going to become like the new New York bestseller list? Don't know. Well, how do you market the New York Times bestseller list? You just know to look for it. You just put it on books. So yeah. But I don't know how they're going to do that. Will they do that in bookstores? It could, yeah, it could like be something that they put up on like the title itself. So like Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale, maybe it's like Amazon bestseller. I don't okay. know. Uh, one thing that would like stood out to me was the level of like adaptations in the most read and most sold. Like the Handmaid's Tale, obviously, is that a Hulu show? American Gods is yeah. a star show. Um, the Harry Potter films. Harry Potter. It is coming out yep. soon, so it like gets a bump there. Big Little Lies is on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other, some other things. A man, I think a man Ove. called Ove was a film. It was a last film last year. It was a Swedish film. I think. So there's some like legs to or or I mean obviously like finding books is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's like if you do that from the TV show, like props to you. Yeah. Um, and that's what this kind of tells me. It's like. Well, we we know American Gods are coming out, and now we want to read it because we want to like follow along with the show, which it, I think is a good thing. Yeah, oh for sure. So it's a totally different like conversation to have, but I really think that the uh, book industry and the film industry are really like almost I don't want to say dependent on each other, but they're really like leaning on each other. Yeah, um, which is kind of cool. It's like whatever show is coming out, those people are going to buy the the original book. Yeah, whatever like new book is coming out, the distributors are like. I'm trying to buy the rights to it so I can make this film and sell it. Yeah. It's a very cool, like, shared uh, shared capitalistic 
venture yeah. between the two industries. That's good. I mean, you and our roommate Corey both read American Gods in anticipation of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm um, halfway through right now. It's really good. I, I know you read it back when it first came out. Yeah. So you're like an original. Well, cult, you're like a cult <laughs> fan. I'm just like a copy kind nah, of thing. I'm a, I'm a game and head. <laughs> a what? A game and head, dude. What is that? Neil oh, game, game and head. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Mr. Game. I don't understand English. Mr. Game and Watch. Uh, so. As we move it on, so a couple of other like quick hits. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is starring in a movie called Borg. Um, Shout out Shia LaBeouf. As in our weekly Shia LaBeouf news <laughs> segment here, um, and the trailer to this was just released. It, it's a movie about Bjorn Borg, and Shia LaBeouf plays John McEnroe, mm-hmm. so he's not the main character, but he probably has like a little bit of a foil role. Well, I think it's called he's like Bjorn the... McEnroe. Oh, is it? Or Borg McEnroe. Hmm. So I think it's just about their rivalry. Okay, that's more than it just being called Borg. I, I, I'll look it up, but yeah, it looks really, it looks really interesting. Yeah, it's called Borg McEnroe. There you go. Okay, so good for Shia LaBeouf in this, uh, in this movie. The trailer looks kind of interesting. It's so there's another movie coming out about Billie Jean King mm. and some misogynistic the guy. guy the girl plays. Yeah, I forget who. That's so is. bad. History is a thing that... No he wasn't that. I don't, I've never uh, heard of him. But yeah, the, I think that movie's going to be a little more like comedic, and this mm-hmm. movie looks a little more serious. Yeah. So we have dueling tennis movies. Who who would have thought in 2017 this <laughs> Call is Call it doubles, thing. baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, this looks really good. I'm uh, I'm like all in on this. Obviously, we're always in on Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I've never heard of the other guy. I can't even remember his name. I don't know if it's an American production. It might not be. Sverer Gunnarsson, and then Stellan Skarsgård is like the is one of the main characters. Yeah, it was directed by Janis Metz Pedersen. Writers Ronnie Sandhall. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody besides Stellan Skarsgård and Shia LaBeouf, um, which could be good. I mean, it, it's kind of like under the radar um, in terms of like probably marketing. Yeah, but it's obviously a, it's obviously a sports film, and I love sports films. I know you do too. And there are not a lot of great tennis sports films. Um, and I feel like this could be one of them. Except for, obviously, Wimbledon starring Paul Bettany and Kirsten Dunst. Shout out. Paul Bettany Shout is out in the Paul Marvel Bettany. Cinematic Universe. What? He is? He's, uh, he plays Vision. In what? In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When, who, in which film? Like, oh, oh. He's in... Um, he's a sellout. He's in Avengers 2. He's the, he's the, have you seen any of the Iron Mans? Yes, I've seen the first one. Iron Man has like an assistant that talks to him. Yeah. Jarvis. Oh, he's so he's the voice of Jarvis, and he the Jarvis technology like melds with an Infinity Stone to create Vision, which is a comic book character. I want you to I want you to stop talking. I want you to stop talking about. Okay. (laughs) So last last bit of news here, and on kind of a a serious note, um, Zack Snyder's daughter Autumn committed suicide in March, and they announced this this week in a. A Hollywood Reporter article. Um, he's going to step down from directing Justice League, and and Josh Josh Whedon is going to take over. So, um, obviously, like h- horrible news for Zack Snyder. As much as we have like given him grief in the past, mm-hmm. um, this is something like horrible to deal with. And yeah. you know, you obviously hope that it's something that him and his family can um, just like you know, work through and, yeah. and, and try to get some sense of normalcy there. Yeah. I think, you know, people can criticize somebody's work as much as they want in the past, but when something like this happens, it's, it's about like the humanity of it's, it's, it's more important than the work that you do. So obviously thoughts go out to them and their family. Um, 
and you know it's it's terrible news and i hope that he i hope he gets back and he's you know working hopefully soon um obviously it's a tough thing to deal with but yeah josh Whedon's going to take over and i'm sure he'll you know he'll do he'll do his job and hopefully it turns out to be good yeah i mean you, you obviously want all of these movies to be good and um, at the end of the day, like it's it's a it's a collection of people working on a creative like output, and sometimes it's not going to be to your liking. Sometimes it is, and, um, and the, at the end of the day, that's not what's most important. Yeah, right? you know, it's just our opinion. Yeah, but um, so that's it from us today for this week. Uh, we will be back next Sunday. I promise you that. No more Monday BS. Um, but yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.